Welcome to the Property Pulse podcast, where we dive deep into the world of real estate to bring you the expert insights and advice. In this episode, we're joined by Manu Singh, a very driven local real estate agent with a hunger to service his sellers to maximize their results. Manu will share valuable tips on preparing your property for sale, navigating competitive markets, and how using technology can really maximize your results. Get ready for some great insights. Welcome to the Property Pulse Podcast, your prime source for Southeast Queensland real estate insights. Understand the latest property data in Queensland to grow your net worth, as Jeff Tompkins interviews industry experts to give you the latest market updates. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Property Pulse Podcast. My name is Jeff Tompkins, your host and the face behind GCT Property, your go-to buyer's advocate in Southeast Queensland. Today, I'm excited to have a young real estate agent, Manu Singh from Premier Group, who's a local real estate agency in Southeast Queensland. We've been working together for a while now, helping clients source, buy and sell houses. So welcome along Manu today and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jeff. You're welcome. So just before we start, I just wanted to explain a general disclaimer. Uh, of course, we don't know just our information and data that we're going to provide today and just topics that we're going to discuss is uh, general nature. So we always recommend that you seek professional advice before investing in specific real estate. So firstly, Manu, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your journey into real estate? Okay, so my name is Manu and I'm now the senior uh, sales agent at Premier Group Real Estate. Being in real estate was actually a dream and it was for the last eight years, it was culminating in my mind that I want I wanted to do something big. What it was, I don't know. And then four years, six years, sorry, six years ago, I started trading in stocks, but then I wasn't satisfied. I was like, let's go do something big. And then I started with real estate and it's just, it's a rewarding career and not just financially, emotionally as well. When you sell houses, you can just tell the clients actually love you. Like even after what, six, seven months down the line, clients been sending photos to me. I'm like, oh, we've done this. You've done this, blah, blah, blah. And then we, if we sell the house, we're going to sell it through you. It's very rewarding. So if people aren't entering real estate just for the finance part of it, I think that's half the story. It's very, once you start helping people, you'll be like, oh, this is what you want to do. So that's my story. That's why I, want to, I wanted to be in real estate. That's why I am in real estate now. It's pretty good. So far, I'm liking it, enjoying what I do. Thank you, Manu. And I think it's a great points you mentioned there and you know because as a person-to-person you know transaction we're all uh, human and got nature and emotions involved and you know we're, it's a very exciting point when we can achieve a great result for the seller of the property as well as the new purchaser and especially in this competitive property market when I see when clients actually secure a property they're very happy and to, excited about you know securing a property in a, in a pretty tight property market. Generally, there's less property available than buyers ready to move. So securing a property is, is quite a challenge in the current market. So second question, Manu, what advice would you give to homeowners looking to prepare their properties for sale to maximize the appeal and potential to buyers? Okay, so my first advice would be the curb appeal. Even before you list the property on the market, as an agent walking to your house, the first thing we see is the front. If the facade's good, the curb appeal's good, the impression like, oh, this house got to be nice. I haven't even entered the house, but in my head, I have this image that this house will look like this. So my first advice would be to increase the curb appeal. Then once we have a chat with the seller, we'll see what his motivations are. Let's say, for example, the house is very 
it's got too much furniture. So we recommend them to declutter. So once you declutter, you can actually seal it. The house looks big. It's the same house. Let's say, for example, a house with a sofa, a room with a sofa and room without a sofa, the room without will look big. So we ask them to declutter, but in a way that it still looks like a home. Then professional photography, which is a game changer these days. You can take photos from your iPhone or you can have someone take photo, but once you do professional photo photography and you edit those photos, it, add, it adds value. Anything you can do to the house that adds value will increase the worth. For example, the, it's a brick home, the front facade is brick. You render the house, you're only spending 2,000, 3,000, but actually it can fetch you $10,000 more when you come in, when the time comes to sell it. So add value to what you have. Like for example, this is just basic example, a block of marble work, it's 700, $800. You carve the marble and sells for 10, $15,000. So adding value is what we suggest. Then highlight what unique features you have. For example, let's say you got a wall, it's a feature wall. We'll emphasize that. And even the photos, we do it in such a way that it enhances the, the visual appeal of the house. So if the house is appealing, it will get a good price. So my, in short, increase the appeal, add value. Yeah, I think that's great advice. When uh, I used to renovate and sell properties, uh, the first thing we'd do is get the selling agent around and get there before I was into real estate, I was in the building trade, and I'd get the selling agent around and advice on what to do to maximize the sale potential of the property. And I think it's even more important now because so much property is sold to, you know, buyers that haven't inspected the property. Uh, we're seeing a lot of interstate and international buyers coming into the market. So photos and digital representations um, are critical. And I think when you look at a property online, especially if it's a home buyer, you know, the uh, if it's a vacant, empty property without furniture, it just doesn't look like a family home. But when you add that furniture into the digital photos, it looks so much more appealing. And that's where the emotions and that's your you know role, obviously, as a selling agent to maximize the value of the home for the seller. Now, the next question I think is, is really relevant how you and I have both been working together for buyers and sellers. So uh, the next question is, how does the collaboration between a selling agent and a buyer's agent like myself typically work? And what benefits would the clients experience when engaging both services in a property transaction? So maybe you can cover off the selling, the benefits of having working with a buyer's agent, and I'll cover off the benefits of working with a selling agent. All right. So this is actually a good question. And... Uh... I would like to uh, highlight how I found Jeff or how Jeff found me. So I think a year ago or two years ago, I posted, we, I was having trouble selling a property. It was on the market for three, four months. I wasn't getting the clients. It was pretty much detonate or renovate that sort of a house. I posted on Facebook, I, I got a property I want to sell. And then Jeff messaged me, oh, I, I will be interested to have a look. And Jeff told me he's a buyer's agent. He has a client who's looking to demolish the house and build, I think, some sort of accommodations there. I like it, fair enough. And then we met at the property, and that was the first time. I think that was in Churchill. And Jeff took his measurements, and then a week later, Jeff's like, okay, my client's keen. He's going to place an offer subjected to due diligence because you're demolishing a house. You need to do a lot of research. And I was still skeptical. I don't know if I'm going to sell this house. It's been a while. And then I think a month later, that was the DDB. Jeff was like, yeah. It's unconditional. We are buying it. And that's how I sold the property on Facebook via Jeff. Now, 
we had this property on the market. We, it was on realestate.com. We were just not getting the clients we wanted. Jeff had an interstate buyer. So for me, it was a, a win-win scenario. Like my seller was happy. He's, he got the price he was looking for. And for me, I got the buyer finally after such a long wait on realestate.com. So dealing with Jeff particularly, it was very phenomenal because after that, that's not the only property Jeff bought off us. There's two or three more. And most of the other two were completely off market. We didn't even put in on realestate.com. I just called Jeff. Hey, Jeff, I have a property. Would you have a client? And he's like, yeah, I can have a look. We'll organize a meeting. And then a week or two later, Jeff has a client. And it's phenomenal. It saves my sellers marketing fee fees, which can cost up to $2,000. So it's a win-win for me and my seller. And I think for Jeff as well. What do you think? Oh, 100% Manu. Yeah, very interesting and a great relationship you and I have had because that first property that you mentioned, what we did is we uh, secured it from a client. Uh, we demolished the house, the client's building, and, and divided. it was on two titles. So my client was looking for uh, a property with extra land value. They could... Um, build a new construction rooming accommodation on the property and the client's under underway now with that property and they got the uh you know a very good result and they're very happy with the property purchase and because of our relationship when property when a selling agent has a property they may think suitable uh, with Manu and many other selling agents they quite often give the buyers agents if they know they've got a buyer serious and your seller needs a quick settlement so not every property it's just sold on price. Every seller has a different, you know, incentive or reason for selling. Some people are looking to, happy to hold onto that property for the longer term to achieve a maximum sale price. Some people just need a quick settlement, and that's where if you've got a, a list of buyers ready to go, it can be really beneficial. So the second property was a property that needed a lot of work. We bought it at a very good price point. Didn't even, as you said, Manu, didn't even get on the portals realestate.com. So most buyers wouldn't have even been aware of that property and um, my clients got a great result and we're going through the renovation process now and uh, I get calls from yourself and other buyer, other selling agents when there's properties coming up that they may think I may have a buyer for whether it's a subdividable lot or an existing home and uh, so that's the advantage of, of selling agents and buyers agents working together and what I'm seeing in the market now is more buyers agents coming into the market and for sellers you know generating that more competition and if you're looking for a quick settlement I think the other benefit I've seen from my side of things is a lot of buyers put a property under contract but are unable to proceed with finance. As we all know, the banks are very challenging to work with over the last few years. And generally when a buyer's agent brings a, a buyer to that property, they've already pre-qualified them. So as Manu said, we've had two properties that we work together on, both have achieved a successful outcome and both properties are settled. So it's been great you know, working with yourself, Manu, and it's opportunities that I wouldn't have had straight on market so i think yeah it's it's a great relationship and it's going to continue to be that and i get as i said get calls from selling agents all the time offering you know just asking is a property suitable in a competitive market which we are in what strategies manu would you recommend to sellers to help their property stand out and attract potential buyers all right so right now the market is pretty cutthroat so let's say for example a seller wants to sell the property the the first thing I recommend, even when I go to a listing presentation, I ask them to interview, not just me, two, other, two and three other agents. See what they have to offer and do what's, what's the right thing for them to do. If someone's offering them, let's say marketing, realestate.com, every agent does that. But question him if the marketing or realestate.com is the premier listing. For example, with us, our listing every fortnight, it goes on top on page one. 
So not every agent can offer you a listing that goes on top of page one every second week. They don't have the premier listings. Plus, are they offering a 3D virtual tour, which is a must these days? Because, for example, I've sold around 40 houses last year. And out of those 40, 16 were interstate. And those interstate buyers, they didn't come to have a look. They used a 3D tour. So they're sitting in their home in Sydney, Melbourne, wherever, and on the laptop, they're just going room by room. That's high definition 3D like interactive space. So if an agent's offering you that's that's very good because not everyone can come to, for example, Brisbane or Goodna to look at the house. It's flight cost and everything. 3D tours are a must. Professional photography, like I mentioned earlier, it enhances the appeal of the house. And the other thing, the reach. Realestate.com has a good reach, but we should not undermine Facebook these days. I think Facebook is if it goes into real estate market, it would be big. We like for, for for example, the first property I sold to Jeff was via Facebook. And then I sold two other off-market properties on Facebook. No marketing fees are required, nothing. I just posted some photos and a description of the property. I'm like, I got this to sell. If you're interested, please feel free to give me a call. So Facebook is, I shouldn't say it's an underdog. It's, it's very out there because some people are using it professionally. They have a whole marketing team pushing these ads. So Facebook is a must. If your uh, agent's offering you Facebook, that's good. Now, backend data analysis is very good. So for example, with us, with our website, if someone makes an inquiry and if someone's uh, clicking on the link for our house, we can actually see how many times this person has clicked the house. If he's keen and has he filled any background informa information as in finance approval and stuff. So if the agent's offering you all of this, go with the Go with that agent who has a lot to offer because everyone can talk, but can you see the data? Can you see these graphs and stuff? Well, this is what your property stands in the current market. This is what we believe we can get. And this is what we'll be aiming for. The other thing I would like to emphasize is pricing. We usually tend not to put a price on because once you put, for example, $500,000, people tend to compare your house with other houses that got sold for 500. We don't want that comparison. So we don't put the price on. We, if someone calls it, we just put contact agent. And when they call us, we suss them out. We check what their budget is. And for example, if their budget is 520, me being selfish, I'm not going to tell them that I'm selling the property for 500. To them, it would start at 520. It's just for sellers to give the better pricing. Ultimately, the property sells what the market thinks. It's not what I'm saying, what the seller thinks. It's what the market thinks. So these are just a little advice that I have. Hopefully they help. Definitely, Manu, thank you for sharing that. And I think, yeah, I, I totally get it. And I, I get a lot of buyers get frustrated when properties are listed without a price. But I can see from the selling point of view, you know, we are in a competitive market. We can't control the market conditions. You know, the market is what the market is. And sometimes I think it's hard for selling agents to even put a price on a value of a property because in a hot market, people are prepared to pay more than potentially the market value of the property. So, and I've seen this over the last two or three years in Southeast Queensland with this demand. So I get, you know, you're acting on the sellers, your role is to get the seller the highest possible price. And and that's where an industry expert, like from a buyer's agent, if I see properties listed without a price, I can do all the, I have all the data, access to comparable sales, valuation reports, so I can guide my, guy, my buyers as whether that property is going to, you know, worth buying and that's where we have that relationship we can have those discussions and see if that's worth bringing that buyer to your property and i think again just that relationship between a buying agent or selling agent is only going to enhance the process 
and be more evident as more people employ buyers agents to secure properties. Now, the next question is technology coming into modern real estate sales. I know the technology's changed dramatically. You mentioned Facebook. It is, I believe it is an undervalued platform. It is performing very well. Now, I'd like to share the other uh, insight that you use, the other platform that you use, that real estate group that I know you've sold a few properties on. Again, it's off realestate.com or domain. So these are listings that people generally won't see and, and the success that you've had with those, some of those properties. I forgot to mention the other technological tool we can use is also virtual staging. So we have, even with Facebook, because even if, if you're putting a property on Facebook or realestate.com, right, you're putting photos and a description. You're using those tools. Facebook is a tool. Realestate.com is a tool. But how, let's say it's a, for example, Jeff mentioned that when, if the house has good furniture, it looks very welcoming. And let's say you're selling an empty house, which is newly built. You can virtually stage the house these days. You can put a sofa, a fireplace in the backyard, a TV. You can virtually stage it. That, and it's not expensive. Physical staging, the cheapest I've got a quote for a property is $2,200. For, for the same property, virtual staging costed me, I think, $283. So for $283, I had every room with a bed, a chair, a lounge. It, it, it was amazing. So virtual staging can, can actually give you a guide of what can be done because you're selling the sizzle, not the sausage. You know what I mean? So it's just add value. This virtual staging is pretty much adding value what you can do because some people are very, I shouldn't say this, but there are people out there who imagination is, it, it's not very creative. It, people sometimes lack imagination. And once you show them that this can be done, their eyes just dazzle. So virtual staging is a must these days. I think that if the property needs it, or let's say, for example, there's a house which is very messy. You can actually pay $2 a photo to get everything removed and you'll have a vacant room, an empty room. That's a good thing to have and a good tool to, good tool to use. You can pretty much use it yourself as well. You buy a software and that's it. Thank you, Manu. And the last question we have is, can you share a couple of success stories or examples where you've used effective marketing strategies to play a critical role in achieving the maximum outcome from your clients. And it might not just be the price point, but the, uh, some sellers might want a fast turnaround. And I know you um, post on other groups, you're very active. And that's the whole benefit of having a good selling agent, as you mentioned earlier, not just putting a property up on realestate.com because a lot of the buyers might come from, you know, the Facebook marketing or that other real estate group that I know you put listings on. So maybe share a couple of those success stories from where you found those buyers from. So I'll give you the most recent one. And that's also with you, Jeff. We went for a listing presentation in Augustine Heights. Now the property, if it was nice, nothing, we would have been asking at least 900 to a million dollars for it. But the property had serious movement issues. So we were at the listing presentation and the house is tilting. It's tilting. So we were actually scared just standing on the, well, in the kitchen. So I was there chatting with the seller and seller was in no rush to sell because she got a very big insurance payout. And she was like, Manu, I want around 450 plus. If you can get me, I'm more than happy. And if you can save money, cause she wasn't very keen on realestate.com first. So we came up with the marketing plan that we'll take photos and videos of your house. We'll just put it on our website and which I'll contact my buyer's agents and if they have a buyer. So we'll go with this for the first month. If I'm unable to sell your house at the price you want, off market, then we'll take it to realestate.com. That was our last option. 
So for, for the first month, I'd be to photos and stuff and I contacted Jeff and lucky, I think Jeff was the second viewing I had and Jeff was like, okay, I have a buyer. And that within two, within three weeks, that probably was sold. And that's the best example I can give you for a marketing strategy when someone doesn't want to pay for realestate.com. You try selling the mark, property off market, which works out like she saved $2,000 in marketing and she got more than what she wanted. It's a very good outcome. It's a win-win for all three of us. Thank you, Manu. Yeah, that 100%. My buyer was very happy with the with the property. There's a huge amount of equity upside. Uh, the property got valued uh, for by the bank um, above uh, land value for the house and the land. So we're going through the rectification works as we speak, actually. So it will be a great outcome for my uh, buyer as well. So thank you, Manu, for sharing today. It's been a, a great uh, podcast. And you know, I see again the buying and selling agents working together closer and closer. Just secured a property through a, a selling agent that was quite competitive, but the the selling agent wanted to, you know, the, the sale had already fallen over on that property, so the selling agent was quite keen to secure a, a pre serious buyer that was ready to go and didn't want to. The client didn't want to go through a, a fall over again. So great result. Uh, I know you're what I would say, Manu. You're a very proactive agent. And you get back to us very quickly, any questions, you're on the ball and you work very hard for your sellers. You know, you're young, you've got to you have a long career in real estate, but I think, you know, that you're hardworking is paying off and, and big results now. And it's going to be a great ongoing relationship between buying agents and selling agents. But thank you for sharing today, Manu, your input. And I, I think there's some great lessons in there. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for having me. It was very fun. You're welcome. I hope everyone's enjoyed today's presentation. Please remember to hit the subscribe button to help keep up with up to date with uh, the latest of our episodes. And if you'd like to make contact with uh, Manu or myself, our details will be in the show notes. So uh, thank you for attending and see you next time.